Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The difficulties at the present are never excuse for us to forget the past. Last week, you know, people turned away from an escaped virus to remember an act of pure evil just yesterday, but throughout the whole week. And it came, if you remember, that ingrained pain of 9-11, it had a very strong saying that, that came with it. You will never forget. However, painful experiences with crashing jets and falling buildings give way to the present hardships and experiences we face. National shutdowns, mask mandates, death rates, and vaccines are now the verbiage. Children, as you know today, have no clue about those colors, green, blue, yellow, orange, or red, that warned us about terrorist attack. The new colors are infection rates upon each county and a state. Quarantine is the new word, and no longer 911. Enough hardships, you understand, enough struggles in life make it difficult to keep track of one bad thing over against another bad thing. The only way to never forget is to keep on teaching what took place and why it remains to be important. So on this Sunday, we come to celebrate at Zion the focus and need for Christian education. Sunday school starts up, we install our teachers and all that kind of stuff. Christian education is important. This is the principle that has, for 75 years, shaped Zion in the Lutheran Confession of the Faith. Learning is a natural part of life. It begins already for us right in the womb. We know this. And the Lord also made it known to Israel, his people long ago in the Old Testament, his cradle-to-grave approach for their lives. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, we hear it very clearly. You shall teach my word, he's talking about. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. So what was to be in the home came tied inevitably to the whole community before the Lord, as we know in Israel's time, at the temple. You see, learning for kids drops off if it does not also relate to our lives as adults. You can play it out this way. Christian education can range from Sunday school, catechism class, and small groups, and even aspirations for some churches to have a private school. But you understand, we want the children to know things, but if the adults don't have that being visibly in their lives seen, the children are going to think learning is for children. And when you become an adult, you don't have to learn anymore for the Lord. Learning encompasses higher aims, as we know, with our synodical colleges. 
and seminaries that now started a whole new school year. All of it, though, all of this serves the purpose of teaching Christ and his cross, who still brings that gospel today so that no one forgets Jesus. Teachers, as you know, are to treasure the truth and to pass that on with love. Most teachers are very loving because they have to put up with students. But they love to do it because they're passing on the truth. The prophet Isaiah declared this morning in the Old Testament, The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens, he awakens me to hear as those who are taught. Israel would not understand these words of Isaiah until after they went into captivity by Babylon. They considered his teaching insignificant, out of step with their demands on life, what they wanted to see. He did not tell them one more thing to better Israel or looking to entertain their thoughts. Instead, what he spoke as a prophet came first with warning. Israel's, Isaiah's ears were opened to what God said about the pollution of false teaching. He also had a mouth to teach the truth and purity for the sake of Israel. Remember this, such a word gained attention, though, finally, when in captivity God made them ready to learn. The act of teaching hardly compares to other vocations in life. It rarely yields a visible product until many years down the road. It's not like the steel builder, the farmer. All those things are do great things that you can see it fairly quickly. Teaching, not so much. And yet when the ear, what the ear hears and the mouth speaks is so important than anybody can ever imagine. Not everyone has the right also to teach. And you know this, debates rage on today over the accreditation process of schools. The Apostle James, you heard, makes an even stronger case of what this means for the church. He said, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Parents have the calling to be responsible for what their children daily learn, both for the body, but also the soul. You can't escape it. And also, of course, no single family knows everything. And so we live in community. Small communities, big communities, all that kind of stuff. But no family can know it all. You see, the apostle moves us towards that confidence. It's for this purpose that God gives the call of his word in that community setting to pastors and teachers and others. And then again, when adults refuse to grow in learning or education degrees many times become more for about climbing a ladder, it serves us right in our country 
that sin lead us astray in so many ways, and death devour whatever we massively come up in our thoughts to do. Only repentance lets us return to learning all that the gospel seeks to give. And we know the basis is God's word without error. But as it comes to us through parents, pastors, and all other kind of teachers. And yet, who are we to hear the truth from? That's the hard part, isn't it? In a free nation like ours, where everybody has something to say, and every young person who knows the internet can Google search everything, and the algorithm will take you to many different places. You know that. Where do we hear? Who are do we listen to? Because we know as Luther, we are by nature sinful and unclean. So how can we listen to even you, Pastor? The devil is not going to let good teaching go unchallenged first. Or he won't also make God's word easy to hear. It won't be like candy on the ears. Think of the demon-possessed son in our text. He caused such alarm, such havoc, the demon was in this boy, disrupting the good teaching of God. Israel also slid into a deeper darkness as they kept socially distanced from Isaiah's words you heard today. And so false teachers, you have to know, carry out this false teachers. Because the fact of the matter is, is we have freedom of speech, which means it's an open market. And so you better make sure you know how your pastors are trained how Sunday school teachers and what they teach matter, and all that kind of stuff. It happens in both realms, though, this false teaching, church and in the state, right? To destroy the law removes defense and the care of the good at the present time in the world. And yet this also rips away the greater treasure, the gospel, that alone will save any one of us as sinners. So I'll get you at your body and make your life difficult and tell you lies mentality, but it's only the devil's goal is to get at the soul so you don't need Jesus. You see? Isaiah says very clearly that his reasoning to listen to him and his, because of his life was in the shadow of what he taught. They were connected together. He said today in our text, The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and way of teaching. Come the strong of love over his truth taught. It knows this. You're trying to teach your kids the good stuff, and you're suffering all that teaching at the same time, and your teenage kid might not get it until they're older and growing up. But you had to really suffer that in your image until finally later they can say, thanks, Dad. Thanks for putting up with me. Tradition notes this about Isaiah, the prophet. He was sawn in half during the reign of Manasseh, one of the darkest kings of Judah. 
I know what you're going to think. That text you heard today, it is messianic. It is about Jesus. But it's never apart from the life of all the prophets and all the way that God works in the lives of others who taught his word. And so for all the faithful pastors and parents and teachers, God still raises up in truth today. It has all flowed out now from the suffering servant, Jesus Christ. Isaiah gave the messianic picture. You heard this. We have it during Lent, okay? That Jesus would bear with humanity, lording it over God's word. How? In the image of God's word, in the flesh, Jesus. The word become flesh. His sacrifice teaches the truth that has put up with all things to proclaim salvation. And what he means to teach and proclaim is this, forgiveness in our lives. He does this with love made known by the word, and he sets that visibly before us when we have the Lord's Supper to eat and drink his glory. Nevertheless, you have to know this, there are limits for abusing God's grace given out by the gospel. Our Lutheran fathers, those teachers, during the time of the Reformation, wrote these words, to denounce works like the confession of doctrine, teaching, to denounce works like afflictions, works of charity, and the restraining of the flesh, would be to denounce the outward administration of Christ's rule among us. This reign, then, is the good news and joy of serving under a kingdom created and sustained by God's grace only by one whose glory saves sinners, Jesus. And without this gospel, wrapped up all that is in the word of God, the kingdoms of this world are left to the devil's deceptions and our self-seeking sinful nature. Since Jesus lives, the risen Redeemer still sends those who teach his truth and suffer in his name. So only the baptized, that'd be you, have enough confidence to look away from the works of man to the grace God gives for all in Jesus Christ. And Isaiah did not fall upon his own strength, did he, as a prophet? Instead, he looked by faith to the everlasting hope in God's word. And it would have its way, but many years after Isaiah would not have a pretty end-of-life story. But he said, The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Isaiah did not know how near the Lord would be in the flesh, did he? The Lord would draw his face unto the people and love them as the suffering Savior. Whatever gods of the nation, whatever gods of this nation, be it aesthetic, excuse me, atheistic science, political idolatry, CEO strategies for church success, the will of a corrupt peoples, or even dressing up the church for cultural glory. None of it will compare 
to the true God who teaches all things right, only by grace given in his Son. Listen to him, in other words. From his mouth flows all good things to give us peace, rest, and life. None baptized into Christ will seek salvation in their knowledge, in your skill, or power for a way out. And so Luther says, this is great, a fool has, been offered better, has offered better advice than many wise men or people. Whereas wise people have usually done the greatest harm on earth, especially when they relied on their wisdom, did not act in the fear of God, and failed to pray with humble hearts for divine help and grace. We're too smart for our own good. We need God's grace in the way he thinks and speaks for our good through Jesus. And so Jesus would send out his own apostles later, you know this, and, and, and by him it, they still had to learn what Isaiah said today. Trust in the name of the Lord and rely on your God. When they asked about the demon, why could we not cast it out? The Lord said, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. And so what did we pray for today? The collect for the day, we call it, right? The big prayer of the church in the beginning of the service. We said, Lord Jesus Christ, our support and defense in every need. Continue to preserve your church in safety. Govern her by your goodness and bless her with your peace. Safety, goodness, and peace. Remain in the church when the same purpose and unity is upheld before Jesus. It is to keep the cross and teaching of Jesus front and center. And here's why. So we never forget him. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding be with your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.